You are listening to Package Your Genius, a conversation designed to give you clarity on your calling and serve as a catalyst for your career. I'm your host, Amanda Miller Littlejohn. So we're going to have a little ambient noise on this episode because I am recording live from the sidewalk of my new favorite street in Italy via Veneto and we're having cappuccinos at the sidewalk cafe hanging out and reflecting on this 100th episode of Package Your Genius and I wanted to do something special and really bring you along with me on what has been a really powerful personal trip and personal travel experience and welcome you into that and let you kind of hear my day my afternoon sitting here with my dear friend we are watching cars hum by other patrons are enjoying their afternoons the sun will be setting soon and it's been just a beautiful day here in Rome not a cloud in the sky you know, imagine a light breeze blowing. It's absolutely phenomenal. Yes, yes. <laughs> and honestly, Risha was really worried. My friend, Dr. Moxley, who you've heard on previous episodes of the podcast, she was really worried about all the ambient noise. But I have a theory that even for me, looking back and listening to this is going to transport me back to this beautiful afternoon and this moment that we're sharing together. So why not share that all with all of you? So 100 episodes. Oh my God, when I realized that during this podcast everyday challenge, I would hit number 100. It was really exciting. And I thought it was interesting that not only would I hit 100 during the challenge, but I would also hit it while I was traveling to Italy. So Hey, I don't know. It just seems awesome. But Dr. Moxley, for those of you who have not heard her on previous episodes, is one of the most talented therapists. No, she is the most talented therapist I have ever had the good fortune of coming across. And she works with me in Packager Genius Academy as a mindset coach and performance coach, where she helps us break through some of those psychological barriers to our visibility. So welcome, Dr. Risha, to episode 100. I can't tell you what an honor it is to be here. Um, even as we're reflecting on the day, and we had we just finished one of the best meals we've had in life, <laughs> much less this trip, right? Um, and we're enjoying each other. We're enjoying shopping, um, but we're also taking time to reflect. Uh, and, and, and I'm honored to be able to share in this moment with you today on this special occasion. I'm so proud of you and so inspired by, by your work ethic and the heart and soul you put into everything you do, including this podcast. Because, y'all, she's been serious about this. She's like, okay, well, well whatever we're going to do, we need to make sure that I carve out time for my people. And there's a love for what you do. And for the people that you that you serve and that you inspire, that just touches my heart. And I know it touches so many others. Thank you, Risha. It's funny, as you were saying, work ethic and talking about kind of what 
I have brought to this experience. I think it might be helpful to discuss some of the challenges along this journey because right now I am doing the day-to-day podcast everyday challenge but there have been some dry spells there have been some seasons where not only did I not record and publish a podcast every week but there would go a month two months a season without recording and I'll be honest with you when you think about starting a project like this when I started it it was simply because I had thoughts and insights to share and I figured they could be useful and honestly it was an extension of blogging like oh okay I write and I can form a somewhat coherent thought when I speak so hmm, maybe we'll (laughs) maybe (laughs) (laughs) maybe we'll throw this on the audio and see what it could be but that doesn't necessarily mean you are prepared to face those first months or even years as you try to gain traction and find your voice and find your audience and so for me I remember I'll be honest with you I got trapped in a lot of comparison Mm. you know when you think about podcasting and what should my podcast be doing by now how many people should I be reaching how many downloads should I have each month Why am I not making certain lists where people are talking about favorite podcasts? And even when people shout out podcasts, like, I don't know. I guess sometimes I hear mine getting shouted out, but in the beginning, I wasn't. I would say year one to one and a half. And at some points, I would struggle. And I remember you were there along for all of that, wondering, well, does it even matter? Should I be doing this? And, um... I'm not really, I'm trying to reflect. Can I ask you, since we have this awesome moment to reflect, because I was talking with Amanda about what I would love, in addition to celebrating what you've done, I really think it's important for you to have this retrospective in terms of the impact that you've already made, not only on your audience, but also on who you are. Um, I, I think it's also important for us, for you to center yourself in your power in this moment and then look forward in terms of what you want to see and what leverage you want to continue to have based on your body of work and so to have the opportunity to do this in Rome (laughs) on the hundredth episode I I have to kind of put on my Oprah shoes and ask you what kept you going in the moments where you were questioning Uh, Because I think for so many, including my clients and people that I work with and even colleagues, when you bump up against that self-doubt or you don't get, I I don't want to say you don't get recognition at all, but you don't, you know, find yourself. Yes, exactly. Um, Oftentimes that's enough to quit. And I'm curious for you, uh, what, what keeps you engaged? What keeps you going? Well, funny enough, I did quit. I think several times I don't think I announced it but I stopped recording podcasts and I wasn't sure if I was going to keep going but invariably I would come back I would be inspired enough and have something that I wanted to say badly enough to come back 
But another thing that I think kept me going in the early months was, and you already used the term body of work. There's something to me about like accumulating things that feels really good. And so I think, you know, one episode, you don't really have a podcast, you have an episode. But if I can get to 10 episodes, right, (laughs) if I can get to 10 or 12, I have a like I have a show. I have something that I can point people to and say, here are my thoughts. This is what I've created and this is what I've done. And I think there's a sense of achievement I get just from having knocked down like, okay, I did one episode, I did two, I did three, I did four. Even with this challenge of podcasting every day, it's very satisfying to write down in my planner that today I'm recording my episode for the day and then checking off that I recorded it, edited it, and it's out in the world now. And I maintained the integrity of my challenge, right? And so... I think starting out, I didn't necessarily have a goal for the number of episodes I wanted to record or any specific metric like, oh, I want to have a million downloads or I want to record 20 episodes. But I think it would have been helpful to start out with some sort of a metric in mind, whether that's I want to just make it to 12 episodes and then I'll see how I feel or I would love to reach my first 1000 downloads like some sort of goal that I'm I'm striving towards would have been nice I didn't have one but that did not keep me from from moving forward and I would say after I got through so the first thing that kept me going was just the idea of reaching having in having some episodes I didn't have a specific number in mind but I felt like if I can get a handful of episodes up on iTunes I have a legitimate podcast. You know, I don't have just an episode. Once I got past that, hearing feedback from people who found the podcast, who may have known of me before and sometimes didn't know of me and only became aware of me through the podcast was extremely motivating. And it helped me see the power of this medium. I already knew the power that it's had for me personally because I have a number of podcasts that I listen to that really help me reflect and they get me together and it's just so powerful to be able to experience someone's expertise in their coaching and their insights and their wisdom without knowing them or meeting them but being able to tap into their brain and like what they're thinking about at any given time so I already knew the power of the medium from for how it can help me but hearing people reflect back and say oh that episode really helped me to me honestly that's all you know me that's all I need you know it's interesting too because as you're naming those two things that helped you stay consistent was a desire to reach your audience and and getting that feedback but also something these things speak directly to the quality of your content because you you mentioned taking a hiatus when you didn't feel like you had something to say and I'm a podcast connoisseur of sorts I'm not on your level for sure Um, but what I have noticed I think when people start podcasts they're kind of um, enslaved to a schedule as opposed to really listening to what they have to say or really grounding themselves in in a message and so when I think about your body of work and the quality and because we share the relationship that we do and inevitably I can hear who you're talking to in the episode. And there's been quite a few of them. I'm like, oh, she's talking about me right there. 
all that is that for me okay right. so i love the way that you artfully you you lovingly um and skillfully use um as muses people in your life uh whether it's your clients whether it's your loved ones uh, it could be your children your friends um yourself you and you do it in a way that I would say is therapeutic, not only in a sense of what it does for people, but the care you take for people uh, in sharing their story. It never feels like like I'm never I might be a little like ouch, but it's never like shame. It's just like, whoo, she um she riding down my street, them parked in the <laughs> in the driveway and is honking for me. This is my message. And I love that. And I think it does speak directly to the quality of of your content and what you've what you've uh put your heart and soul into thank you and i feel like this is now just a a love fest for me thank you i'll receive it but that's an interesting point that you bring up around the different places that inspiration comes because i truly believe inspiration is everywhere i am inspired every day by something it could be a phrase, a sentence, a situation. I'm very inspired by people's problems, obviously. As a coach, I think you would have to be. And whenever I hear a problem that I think is probably universal or there are more people who are struggling with this, I think that's always great fodder for content. And so that would just be one tip for anyone who is thinking about starting a podcast and you're wondering, what in the world will I talk about? There is so much inspiration to be found all around you if you just pay attention and really tap into, like I always say, look at what people are asking for your help with. Look at what people are thanking you for. So on your day-to-day journey, as people come to you and have questions for you and seek your advice, if the questions they have and the advice they're seeking, if those are universal or If you suspect that there are more people who have those challenges, it may be worth starting a podcast to address those instead of sharing your wisdom just with that one person. Like you and I have talked about that a lot, you know, scaling your ideas by doing something like this, by instead of saying, I'm going to give you advice in this moment. No, I'm going to record the advice I would give to you and anyone in your situation in this moment. So Mm -hmm. what do you think about that as, as a person who may be pondering starting your own podcast what does that bring up for you a lot um and we have talked about this but even as you're saying it now what occurs to me is that and i know in one of your previous episodes it may have been yesterday the day before when you talked about muscle memory um i think the other side to that is if you continue to do things they become so rote that you might lose the passion that you have for it if you continue to see the same thing and you're saying the same thing over and over again um i think one thing that can help me is the relationship that i have with my my clients but if i'm seeing people and they're coming to me with the same thing over and over again i might lose a little bit of my passion for it if i have to keep doing it and so when you're saying your idea about um you know setting forth a a a series or something that you see consistently and you bring energy to that space the people who interact with you at this point and you've said this are ready to to move to the next level based off what you've already said as a foundation instead of having to start from from ground zero um so that's what comes up for me 
much in the way that you'll you'll drop gems and I'll get it and digest it right then and then well a couple of days will pass or I'll think a little bit and I'm like oh I, I'm still eating off that seed <laughs> wait a minute wait a minute I have another course on that seed um yeah so just to give you all some background if I may share so Dr. Moxley is a brilliant right let's put it out there so we can have the people hold you accountable so Dr. Moxley is a brilliant therapist like and I tell you this because there are wounds that I have had for decades wounds that I gave up on healing wounds that had scabbed over and scarred and I just thought oh well these are just these are just a part of me they are woven into the tapestry of Amanda right right (laughs) right I'm going to take these with me to my grave I had resigned to that and I've spoken to therapists worked with therapists to try to move past them because as you all who are listening may know when you start trying to move to a different level in your life in your relationships and your business and whatever the part of your life you're working on those old issues tend to crop up and you may have tackled them at one point before but if you haven't healed them they they come back so anyway there were wounds that I had just decided were going to be with me forever and just having conversations with you you started to move things away break them up and dissolve things and give me coping skills and a sense of peace around some of the things that have haunted me for years and so when I say that she's gifted I'm not speaking from what I've watched or seen it's from what I've experienced personally so thank you for that that's number one don't cry (laughs) (laughs) but because I have been fortunate enough to experience repeatedly the brilliance that she has and I feel like I am in a position to evaluate it from a comparative perspective because I have experienced other therapists some good some great some not so great so I have something to compare your talent to I think that individual therapy is a place that your genius goes to die and I say I don't mean I let me take that back die is strong because I know it lives and you always tell me that whenever I help someone I'm planting a seed that goes with them and then every life they touch it plants a seed so in a way it's a it's a slow way of making impact but it's impact happening but I feel as though your talent the level of talent you have should be on a stage on a platform where people can come and drink from the well of Risha and 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 be quenched (laughs) well all right (laughs) are you thirsty (laughs) (laughs) but no really so we've been talking about since we've been in Rome we've been talking about this idea of Risha sitting down and figuring out 10, 12, 15 episodes, 10 or 12 problems that people come to her repeatedly with. And this is honestly, for those of you who are listening, this is the strategy I used to think through the branding box. I essentially said, okay, I keep seeing PR clients, people who need help with personal branding, but... It's real authentic out here. 
I had to let that I had to let that motorcycle pass. I've been seeing people with with problems and I've been seeing coaching clients for some time now and at a certain point it begins to get what's the word? Like going over the basics isn't as fun for the coach or for the teacher when I already know what you're going to say before you're going to say it because I can assess the situation you're in. I can look at the evidence that's presenting in your life and see what you're doing or not doing, right? And so instead of feeling it necessary to have these individual sessions with people, which were helpful and enlightening and great, I decided to create a tool that captured my best introductory advice and make that available for people to start with as like the one-on-one and then once you've worked through that and you're ready for more then we can work together either in one of my group programs or individually and so I think I really believe that that is for anyone who's listening if you have if you've gotten to the point where you are seeing the same questions over and over again and you're repeating yourself and you're giving good advice but you're feeling like okay if I didn't if there were a way for me to share this without having to tell you then I could free myself up to go do something else it's time for you to package your genius in some format and so the thing Risha and I have been talking about in terms of her packaging her genius is a capsule podcast so what are the 12 problems that people have most most frequently what are the kind of the baseline issues that people are coming into therapy to to solve how can i almost record some therapy sessions as a baseline and then if you want to meet me one-on-one we're really tackling some intensive stuff and so that is something i can't wait to see her do but also just as a tip and an idea for any of those of you who are listening, if you feel like you've always wanted to record a podcast or write something, instead of thinking about it in terms of this ongoing endeavor that you may or may not have the bandwidth to keep up with, think about it in capsule terms. I think that's a really smart strategy. It is genius, actually. Um, particularly for me, because when I think about conservation of energy, and and how I want to move, the idea of a podcast, the idea of having 100 episodes is something I admire, but it's also like, whoa. But when you put it in terms of a capsule, it really frees something up for me creatively because I know that I can pour myself into each episode um, with such intention. So it starts to feel really rooted and grounded in what I want to represent or present as a therapist. As Your very best work. Exactly. As opposed to this indefinite, like, and I'm like, whoa, um, I don't know if I have the energy to be able to sustain that. But if we look at it in terms of capsules, and who's to say that capsule might be one that stands alone, but then there may be another series. Um, and that, to me, speaks to how I operate creatively and spiritually because I, I feel kind of put on not on the spot, but if I have to do something continuously, I'm like, oh, where is, is that is that thing going to show up if I know I have to do it over and over again as opposed to that, that, that capsule perspective. And I love that. It excites me. So one of the things that just came up while you were talking was this concept of being an activator versus a maintainer. That principle, yeah. 
I heard that in what you were talking about. And I stumbled upon this a few years ago when I was designing my own services and really trying to find ways to help people that connected with me and made me feel good, but also served them. And some of you all know a part of my story. One of my signature services was the the 90 minute brand brainstorm and it was a one-time session that I helped people kind of activate a path and get on the path to packaging their genius and walking in their purpose and being who they wanted to be and I found that that infusion of energy I could like you said I could bring my best self to that session but the idea of being an ongoing coach indefinitely didn't light me up and it made me wonder okay well can I keep it up will I stay interested will I have will I run out of things to say or whatever And I've talked to people since uncovering that about myself. And there are a lot of people who do struggle with the idea of even coaching, right? Like they want to become a coach, but they they feel like the commitment of being someone's support indefinitely is too much. And I've told a few people, well, you it sounds like you're an activator, not a maintainer. Some of us like to maintain that. You know, it's like a maintenance thing. Like, okay, you get it together, but I'll maintain it at this level. I'm not the maintainer, but I will activate you. I will get you off the ground. I will get you up and running. I will. And it takes a tremendous amount of energy to activate. Right. And I can do that once, <laughs> right? Like, I can produce a ton of energy for you and get you activated, but then you may need someone else in your life to help you maintain it. Um, but I've told, I've shared that with a few people and it completely set them free because I think people think you either right like you're supposed to be both or you have to maintain uh indefinitely even if that's not your strength absolutely um i love that concept and it actually makes me think about in what areas of my life am i kind of forced to be (laughs) a maintainer even if that's not my my natural inclination i think certain professions lend themselves to Uh, trying to get people to do and be both and all uh, as opposed to really relying on people's strengths related to that and so when I think about things that I can do creatively on my own you saying that frees up how I approach it because the thought of doing both in three different areas is like yo that's a bit much so it's it's really freeing that's interesting even as you were talking about like that being free I was thinking about the dynamic of the relationship that I have with my kids and my husband and how a lot of the things he can so he's a natural maintainer and I'm a natural activator and so even with the kids I'll find a camp or I'll help them with a big project or I'll decide you know this is the school they're going to for the next four years like I make those big decisions and activate those big changes but he'll take them to school right or he'll make sure they have their homework like he he's he's the day-to-day a perfect team that's awesome I love it I love it so I don't want to veer off your plan but I have two questions I have no plan so have at it so I think I asked you one before, so I had three questions. The second question that I have for you is, as you think about what you've already done, in terms of this podcast, I would say in particular, especially um, 
the first 21 days of this month or the last 21 days, um, when you think about what you've the, the heart and soul and work that you've put into it, what are you most grateful for on day 22 of, of this process in episode 100? Whoa, yeah. I wish I could have gotten the notes beforehand because I'm like, oh, <laughs> what am I most grateful for? I am most gosh. There, so there are a few things that come to mind. First, on a practical note, I'm really grateful for I'm grateful to live in a time when we have such advanced technology yeah just the fact that we're sitting here on the sidewalk in a country that's not our own later I will upload this as if I were in DC there was a time when that wasn't possible the internet wasn't developed to the way it is now having microphones and even being able to record having recording equipment wouldn't fit in your purse like so I'm really thankful for that I'm thankful for the the like no barriers really because it's to the point where there is no barrier to create content and so for all of you all who are making up excuses as to why you can't there are no barriers like my entire production um studio is like in my bag right right now literally it's in my bag so that's number one i would say i'm grateful for a spirit of wanting to finish what I start and not leave things undone because as you know there have been quite a few moments during this challenge where it would have been really easy to just give it up and and say it's a wrap lost my computer you know ruined my computer I'm traveling traveled to California I'm traveling now to Italy And it would have been really easy to just say, to make up an excuse as to why I couldn't get this done. But just that, I got this fight inside of me that's like, I will not lose. And I guess I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful for the ability to see inspiration in everyday things and in every situation and in people. Someone's trying to sell us some bracelets. (laughs) But luckily he didn't belabor the point and he... I mean, we saw this guy yesterday. I'm like, we don't, we didn't want it then. We don't want it now. Same person. <laughs> Appreciate. <laughs> so, I'm grateful for that. So, like, yeah. So, technology, a spirit of not giving up or not wanting to lose, and wanting to finish what I start, and then um, just a mind and a heart and a spirit that sees inspiration and and. Um, and sees connections in every day and I think one of the things you've really helped me see in this challenge and I don't know maybe it's the age I'm at or or the amount of life I've seen but I think it's really easy for us to assume that everyone else can do what we do right and so for me one of those things that I think I do really well that I don't always acknowledge that other people don't do well is seeing connections and and being introspective and making um making those insights that other people can use Mm -hmm. so like take extracting the lesson from your situation and then putting that in terms that other people 
can really change their lives from and so I'm grateful for that and I, I'm I don't think I would have been able even a month ago I don't think I would have said that is a gift that I have and I'm grateful for it but the more I live the more I see that like that's not something that everyone can do right and I think the thing that stands out to me the most about what you've shared one is that you're expressing gratitude for your gifts that have come to the fore with consistency Right. So if you is that what I'm doing? That's exactly what you said. You make me sound so good. Well, I don't. It's not hard. <laughs> but it, it, it seems to me that and I think this is a lesson that can be extrapolated uh, for for so many of us. But so many times and we mentioned this earlier in this episode, folk might quit. Right. When it gets frustrating or they're uninspired they might may quit and never come back to it but it is in the everyday doing that your gifts rise to the top and they may even surprise you because everything that you're you're sharing I think you've seen that consistently throughout your life I know I have but it's you you the way that you just articulated it to me speaks to how consistency crystallizes like what your gifts are that is real and I think that speaks to the whole muscle memory idea it's funny because I don't remember which episode it was but there were one or two episodes this month that I recorded because I'm gonna be honest I was like I have to record something for the challenge but I didn't feel like the episodes were that great and I said, oh, these are throwaway episodes and people are going to, uh, but I got to get them up because I got to get this, I got to keep the challenge going. And, you know, that's me being hard on myself and being a perfectionist and having this idea of how I want every single episode to hit, right? And to be the most insightful thing you've ever heard. But invariably, even on those episodes where I don't feel like it was awesome, somebody comments, oh my God, that episode about the cheese. Don't get the cheese in your toe. <laughs> That really spoke to me. And it's I think it speaks to that muscle memory of like tuning out when I was talking about being on stage after my dad died and being able to deliver and I can't I don't tell I cannot tell you what I was talking about. But clearly there's some stuff deep in the recesses of my brain that was working. I think it's similar to that. Like we judge ourselves so much more harshly than the world and if you think that what you're putting out there isn't that great somebody can find the beauty and the insight in in everything we're doing absolutely and it also speaks to me about the danger in underestimating what insights you have because you know you may think when you get it or because you get it everybody has it that's not the case and so something that may at this point in terms of muscle memory or in terms of what you share with people, you're, you're like, well, everybody knows that. No, no. And the, the new insight, the fresh perspective you have on the same message deepens it in a way and broadens it. So there's never a lost gem because they're like I mentioned before, like I'm still eating off seeds that you share. Well, each time when you plant the seed, I take it in where I am at that stage of my development, that that stage of my maturation. But in, invariably, you know, a year or two later, something else happens that's similar. 
and I reflect back on that, but then I can approach that advice or, or that message in a different way because I'm wiser. Uh, and so there's never a lost gem because there's always so many dimensions to what you share. And so you actually, I have to hate to cut you off. As you were talking, you made me think of a seed you planted with me some right some <laughs> some years ago. And as you all who are listening, you already know because I've shared this multiple, multiple, multiple times. But that gem that you shared with me several years ago when I was struggling with anxiety was you have already done the work and when I tell you that that lesson resurfaces and and re-evolves and re-emerges and just re it'll literally I will be going through something and I will hear a voice it will just be calm and it'll be like you've already done the work you how you incorporated that so well into your daily life that you hit it with me and it's fresh to me <laughs> you hit me with it i'm like uh-huh. <laughs> you're like i said that I? yo the resonance is just a new right but oftentimes when we go through trials or when we go through something sometimes you can get amnesia on what you've already done or how what you've already done impacts what you're able to do the challenges you face now are a function of the challenges you've overcome in the past and so if you lose sight of that then you 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 meet each challenge anew like oh my gosh what do i do Yes, but you're not you're not new to this. And that I think you all heard it from her first. She is a professional psychologist, therapist. But I tell you all this all the time when it comes to personal branding and building your reputation or packaging your genius. You are not starting from zero when you just because you decide to package a service or put a price tag on what you're doing that doesn't mean you're starting from from zero you're only able to package it and price it and sell it because you've already been doing the work right and so so many of us just because we're doing it differently or we are doing it in a different room we went from a corporation to now our own office at we work or you know we're selling to a different audience or we have to handle the invoices now versus the company that made sure all of that was handled it's like oh my god i'm starting from zero no you're not starting from zero none of us are a pigeon just tried to join us and we're not interested not at all. we don't want bracelets we don't want pigeons even the pigeon knows it's going down on episode 100 it's going down <sighs> you had another question for me Okay. Yes. So you see the theme is past, present. So this question is rooted. I actually missed. I'm so slow. I totally missed that you had a theme going. I love it. You're so small. Listen to the episode. You'll hear it. So I'm thinking about so and, and there's still a theme in the way that I'm asking the questions. But based on what you've already done, the lessons that you've um, kind of through osmos, osmosis taken in for yourself what do you see what do you want for yourself and this question is rooted in something it, it, uh, <laughs> it's something we've talked about before uh, the power of writing things down um, and I know that the same power lives in, in what we speak and so when you think about the next hundred episodes when you think yes I said it uh, plus what do you what do you want what do you envision and what are you open to because 
I know for a fact what is to come. I don't even think you can fathom what's to come from this. So another way to frame that question is, is what are you open to now as you look towards the future that you may not have thought was possible? Honestly, even in this moment, sitting here recording this podcast in Rome is is kind of giving me a window into different ways to approach this content. Mm-hmm. I see myself really taking it to the next level. Maybe um, I like I like I'm gonna let that bus pass. I like the feeling of being on location and seizing a moment. And I didn't fly to Rome. Well, I did fly to Rome because you were here, but I didn't fly to Rome to meet you, to interview you. But this feels like that could have been the case, right? Like, oh, I've got to go because I'm I'm interviewing Oprah under the Oaks. So I'll be back in a couple of days. But like, that's what I'm doing on my podcast. So I think when you think about the future or the next 100 episodes, I definitely have enjoyed this challenge. And I think this this will probably be something I do maybe twice a year mm-hmm. if not more what, what exactly? do the daily a podcast every day in a specific month I think that would be cool um, but in terms of what I envision or see for the podcast moving forward or what I'm, I'm open to anything I'm open to interviewing you know I would be it would be cool to interview authors of mm-hmm. bo- the books that I read and enjoy I'm open to interviewing more people, um, people I meet through my studies, travels, and work, but also people who may be in the public arena. I'm open to that. Um, I'm, I'm very interested in people, so I'm not intimidated by the idea of interviewing anyone, actually. So when you think about how we talk about your gifts and talents and things that make people nervous, so I'm never nervous when I have to write something. And... I'm never, I'm never nervous. One of the people in the PR program asked me about um, the interview sessions because she was saying, oh, you know, you do so much in the program. Like we have the brainstorming sessions and then we have the pitch writing things and then you interview the journalists every month. Like, doesn't, isn't that a heavy lift? Like the meet the media? I was like, no, like that's not a heavy lift at all. That's fun. Like it's fun to interview the journalists because I get a chance to meet them and I'm naturally curious and I don't have to do a ton of preparation because I know exactly what I want to know from them um so I can see myself interviewing more people and in terms of being open let me see I don't know I'm open I'm open to it being whatever but one thing I have learned on this journey is that I'm happy with it as it is like I don't need to have one million downloads or be on a top podcast list I enjoy the practice of having this platform and I'm honored and I just want everyone who's listening to know I'm honored that you listen (laughs) you know to me so I'm it's just it's a joy to have something to say and to have one two ten twenty however many people listening and having their lives impacted by it so I'm Honestly, I don't have any expectations or pressure on it. I'm open to doing more. I'm open to interviewing people. I'm open to travel to interview people. But if literally the next 100 were like the past 100, I would be completely content. What a gift. And that's that's one of those gifts that 
bring as much joy as they give. Just you sharing your heart and how you approach your mindset around what you're doing and how you share, uh, it just pierces my heart because it's such a, a pure expression of your gift in service to other people um, and how you just effortlessly drop these yo <laughs> as much as you're expressing gratitude for your audience as a member of your audience I have to just thank you uh, for what you're doing and for not holding any I don't know I've, I've, I've heard and been in situations where I hear people kind of being frustrated by some aspect of what they're doing uh, whatever uh, medium they're using if their artistic expression if they don't feel like people are responding in a certain way then they have they bring this energy to it um, and so for you to say if the next hundred episodes bring to me the same things that have already manifested like I am so open to that is really a beautiful beautiful thing it's a gift and I'm grateful for you Oh, thank you for being one of my favorite interviews and one of my favorite uh, listeners. But, you know, you make me sound completely altruistic, like I'm doing all this for you and I'm just this giving <laughs> kind person. But I mean, I'm getting a lot out of it, too. You know, to be honest with you, in having this as an exercise, it's grounding to have a routine and to have something, you know, it's just kind of like having a pet or kids, right? Like when people don't have kids, they get a dog and they, they want somebody to come home to yeah. who needs them. So they have something that's anchoring them to this earth. And mm. in a way, this has been something like that for me. Um, it, it helps, you know, people talk about walking in purpose and finding your purpose, but creating this medium or this show this experience where it didn't exist before it gives you purpose right Absolutely. so it's like okay there was no podcast and then now there is one and I've cultivated an audience and I'm continuing to cultivate that like we can all do that so for those of you who feel like you're at ground zero or you have nothing or you want more you want more purpose you want more excitement you want more connection you want more clients you want more impact to be made sometimes it's some it's not a matter of finding other people's platforms to be a part of or finding someone else to tell you that you can do this or you're ready sometimes it's literally deciding I'm going to create something and then you know what did they say if you build it they will come and, and that's how I feel I feel like um, I wanted another way to reach people and created it and people have come and I've been blown away by just looking at the statistics and the analytics listeners all over the world like how did you find me in Switzerland like <laughs> wow huh? so that's been really cool and I never would have thought that would have been possible for me um, without someone saying hey come speak on this stage in Switzerland or Indonesia but this microphone has given me a stage to reach people wherever they are so I'm eternally grateful for that but I think that um, we have covered the basis for this episode I'm so glad to have you here on the journey with me i'm so thankful for all of you who are listening but also if you are interested in launching your own podcast or packaging your genius through a book 
I honestly did not know very much about what I was doing in the beginning. I had I had some help. Um, my friend's mom, Audrey, helped me get started with recording my first episodes and really understanding my voice. But after that, um, I was on my own and started doing it. And I didn't do a ton of preparation. I didn't buy a ton of equipment. And so for those of you who have been thinking about doing it, do it today. Start today. Order your mic, you know, set up your garage band or hire a video or I'm sorry, an audio producer if you don't feel like that's a skill that you have. But don't wait. Don't hide your voice and don't hold it in because there are people out there who could be impacted by what you have to say. But the sense of purpose you're looking for may be something that you need to create. And you have the power to create that. Hello, somebody. So with that, we're going to close out episode 100. Thank you for joining us here today on Via Veneto in Roma, Italy. It's been amazing being here and sharing this experience with you. I hope you enjoyed hearing all the sounds of our new favorite street. And yeah, I hope you've been enjoying the, the podcast so far. And thank you for being a part of my journey. Bye.